Uh, Phil, that was, um, I mean, you know, we do a lot of interesting stuff, but that was super interesting because I, uh, obviously, I know that when people experience grief, they'll tell them to go out and take a walk. They'll tell them to go out and listen to some nice music and all. And, in, and I never thought of it in association with yoga, specifically dealing with grief, but, but obviously um, he's on to, you know, it's probably been done before, but he's the first person I've heard that's really kind of specialized in it. And I, I know, uh, you know, and like you said, uh, at all stages of life, but especially at, at uh, certain stages like where we're at, uh, you're going to encounter uh, losing people, friends, uh, family. And, uh, you know, we've, we've lost our parents, we've lost our grandparents, we've been through a lot. And, and uh, it's, uh, it's more tools you have to deal with it, the, the better. And I think he provides some very good tools. Yeah, and I know there's been a lot of research on how trauma is uh, stored in the body. You know, there's a mm -hmm. tremendous amount of work being done on trauma. And there's yoga teachers and, and people doing work, call, you know, calling it or in reference to trauma. So this is, a, you know, a variation of that. I know there are psychotherapists who work with uh, the body not just, you know, the right. mind and, and emotions. So he's, he's onto something, I'm sure, that's very useful. Um, and from what I hear, you know, can be very effective. Right. It's Fascinating, a, the, the different ways that all the many, many variations of yoga uh, find expression and people find special uses for them. Right. I, I would think uh, uh, yoga masters like Iyengar, if uh, they had been asked about, uh, I'm, I'm going through grief, how to deal with it. I'm sure he and, and others of his caliber would say, okay, do this, this, and this. They're familiar with all areas. And probably a lot of people that have been seriously teaching yoga, especially if they come from a tradition, uh, would, would have uh, tools to deal with specifics like that. And I also think I, I mentioned to him, you know, about, uh, I have friends that are involved in Ayurvedic medicine, Ayurvedic clinics that, uh, that uh, you know, having a specialty in the area of yoga and grief would be uh, quite, quite, quite a powerful uh, uh, tool to have. And yeah, it's, uh, it goes deep into the body. And, uh, and you know, uh, there are a lot of people that don't recover from grief. Their spouse passes and shortly thereafter, they go, their bodies are just, you know, so uh, uh, I, I, you know, uh, his work and work along those lines is very needed. And it's also interesting with, you know, to the extent that <clears throat> grief involves, uh, as, as Paul said, grief can take many forms. We grieve different things, different kinds of losses, right. but death of course is one that's universal and uh, that we'll all experience. Um, but and one of the things that's interesting about that, thinking about yoga tradition in the largest, <clears throat> excuse me, largest sense of the word, not just the physical practice, um, a lot of yogic uh, traditions deal with death very explicitly. They have, you know, forms of ritual and practice to get people to face the inevitability of death and to look death in the face there, you know, there are 
lineages that take students to, to, to the cremation grounds as part of their yogic training, part of their spiritual practice. There's people who keep skulls in their meditation room to remind them of the, the, the Where they're headed. transient nature of, yeah. of the, this, you know, embodied life. And uh, so there's, there's many approaches to this. And the, at the, at the very least, it, you know, the, tra- the yogic tradition doesn't, um, um, and doesn't sort of countenance the suppression or denial of, of right, right, of and, and probably a much it's much more so in our our culture. We we live in a youth culture. It's all about life. Uh, somebody was saying in the nineteenth century, if you read poetry, there's a lot more theme of death than in the twentieth century, twenty first uh-huh. century. Yeah, the other thing I was thinking of was uh, uh, medical doctors. Uh, uh, you know, um, obviously during COVID, they're going through a lot of this. But, you know, you, you need to have a certain level of detachment because you're losing people. I, I yeah. knew an oncologist. Uh, he was a friend of a friend and a really wonderful fellow. But he had his problem was he took his cases very too way too personally. He had a lot of depression. Uh, he smoked. He, he was really he would go through it. You could see, should I have done this? Maybe I had done that differently. So I think that uh, anybody that uh, not just hospice workers that work with people whose uh, uh, loved ones have passed away, but, uh, but, but doctors, nurses, people who are surrounded by people yeah. dying and that sort of thing, that they need to uh, refresh and heal, uh, not just mentally, but physically from it, breathe and go through it. If not, I think it's, it can become very debilitating. Yeah, and, and you don't want to be so detached that, you know, obviously they, these people have very deep feelings, but they, there's got to be a way and there've got to be tools like uh, what, what uh, Paul is teaching that will help them navigate those waters. That's a good point. And it, it occurs to me that's probably, <clears throat> you know, people who, healthcare workers who deal with the, with old people and dying people, uh, it's, it's, it's very different when, uh, you know, somebody in, in their 80s or 90s get sick and dies, uh, there's a certain, you know, that's in the, in the correct order of things in the universe. Like I experienced the death of my father who died at 85, unhealthy, very different than the death right, of my right. mother who died at 48. Right, you know, right. it, it, there's a certain tragic element. So doctors who, who might lose a patient who's young, right a, a victim of an accident uh, you know where mm-hmm. the attempt to keep them alive is much more intense uh, and where you can second guess yourself if it doesn't right. go right that's you're probably you know really right about that so right. well anyway it was uh, a new area uh, it was uh, really well presented and uh, something uh, you know again the book if you're watching here it is uh, healing through yoga and uh, if you're listening, uh, that's the title. And, and uh, if you are listening or watching, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button. Uh, that will help. And if uh, you'd like to help uh, contribute, you know, we're not a nonprofit. It's not a, a donation. It's a contribution. But, you know, we're trying to stay on the air and we're trying to uh, uh, keep our archives available. And, you know, our archives are something that, Phil, uh, we're both very proud of because uh, we have some in the area of contemporary uh, 
spirituality. This is a real, I mean, we've had some just fabulous, fabulous guests on, and we have some tremendous ones coming up. So it's a real education. If I were teaching a college course in contemporary spirituality, I would have our archive as a required reading or listening. Listening or watching. And I would, if you're out there and you're, you're teaching comparative religions or any anything in the area of spirituality or teaching theology or whatever, uh, just offer us as a course. You can use our archives. We can figure a way. Uh, actually, somebody yes. mentioned that to me. So in, in any event, uh, Phil, another excellent interview. Till next time. Yes. And, re- and remember, subscribe, because you don't want to have to grieve the loss of Spirit Matters. Yeah, that would be uh, very well put. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next, next time. time.